Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling. Join Andy Schneider, national spokesperson for the USDA APHIS Avian Health Program, editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine, and author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, Chicken Factor Chicken Poop, and Zero Waste Chicken Keeping, as he welcomes top poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, and poultry nutritionists to discuss the hot topics in the poultry world today and provide science-based, fact-based, study-based information to help you raise the healthiest poultry possible. And now, here's your host, Andy Schneider. Alrighty, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling. This is the first show in December, so by golly, let's start it like this. about another one just to uh just to get us in the good spirit tell you folks it takes all year long to get my hens trained to be able to do that for you folks and we've been doing this now for about 12 years so um 
uh, it, you would think it would be easier to get them all lined up you know, on the roosts, uh, you know, soprano and alto and tenor and bass, you know, as you go up the roosts. And, and it's just, it's very difficult. It takes a, uh, uh, it takes a lot of grubettes, black soldier fly larvae uh, to try to encourage them to get up there in the right positions and, and do that. But, but you guys are worth it. Uh, we work hard every year doing this for you. So uh, that's, um, that's the, uh, the CW homestead hens a singing. So thank you very much for tuning in today. Hope you're in the, uh, in the holiday spirit. Uh, and there's only, um, you know, back in January, I don't even have my calendar up right now. I think we're down to, let's see, um, 17 days until, uh, the fat man comes. So, uh, 17 days till Christmas. And, uh, so, so it's tis the season. We wait all year long to be able to play those. But we've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Alabama's Top Egg Award um, that's going to be, um, I guess we should say, uh, announced today. We've got poultry scientist Dr. Bridget McRae on and a very special guest. Yes, you guessed it, the winner of Alabama's Top Egg Award. And uh, you know what? I think what I'm going to do so I don't, you know, we, we get we get all this excitement is I'm going to go to, don't go, oh, I'm going to go to my first commercial break so we can kind of get that out of the way at the beginning of the show. When we come back, I'm going to bring Dr. McRae on. And I'm going to basically turn the show over to her, and she's going to go through all the steps of introducing uh, the 2020 Alabama's Top Egg Award, uh, and uh, from my understanding, it's a, a really nice young lady that has won this, so uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we come back, we're going to do this. I always do- love doing these shows, and actually, for the first time, I think that um, unless something should happen, I think for the first time, this will also be a feature article in the spring issue of Chicken Whisperer Magazine 2021. So uh, if you, uh, after you listen to the show and you get you get the uh, magazine delivered to your house and you open it up, you're like, hey, I listened to that show and I heard when this was announced and the award was given and it'll be a nice article. <clears throat> so I don't, because you can't really see anything over the radio, you'll see hopefully a picture of the young lady and maybe her farm, her flock, uh, some of her eggs. So that's very cool. And uh, so that's we're looking forward to that in the spring issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Chickens across the country are flocking to Grubbits. 
these natural oven-dried black soldier fly larvae are sustainably raised right here in the USA. Grubbits account for 10 to 15 percent of a normal diet and are available at almost half the price of some competing brands. More calcium, stronger eggshells, healthier feathers, happier hens. Find Grubbits online at grubbits.com, on social media at Grubbits, or on Amazon, G-R-U-B-B-E-T-S. That's Grubbits, the feed chickens need. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. All right, thank you very much for staying with us today. Hey, and you know, tis the season. Listen to our commercial break and uh, make your stocking stuffer selection appropriately. So uh, we've got Ideal Poultry. I'm sure they would be more than happy to mail you out a gift certificate for this spring when everybody's ready to get those new baby chicks. Um, everybody wants a new incubator, and everybody wants a good quality incubator. So you can head over to Brency. And in fact, if you're looking at buying a Brency incubator or an egg candler or anything else that Brency has on their website, you'll get 10% off your entire order when you use the coupon code WHISPER, all lowercase, W-H-I-S-P-E-R, WHISPER, um, when you check out, whether you call them, uh, use the code, or you want to place your order online. And then, of course, those two-pound bags of grubbits, uh, Black Soldier Fly Mealworm, fit right down into the stocking perfectly. So uh, for our first commercial break, those three items would be great for the chicken lover in your life. So, um Keep that in mind. All right, let's get over to the phone lines. I'm going to welcome poultry scientist Dr. McRae and um, and a special guest as well. She's going to talk about Alabama's Top Egg Award and who it goes to. Dr. McRae, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Andy, can you hear me okay? We can hear you pretty good. Yes, we sure can. Okay, do you need me to move closer? That would be a little bit better. We could hear and make out what you were saying, but a little closer would be better, sure. Cool. We're just trying to do some physical distancing around here because of COVID. <laughs> Not be in violation of any rules, but uh, yep. thank you for having us on. I am currently sitting next to everybody, the state champion for the 4-H Golden Egg Contest in Alabama 4-H. And I'm sitting here, listeners from worldwide, in the county seat of one, Marengo County, which we've been here before, Andy. Two years ago, we had another state golden egg contest champion. And I was sitting in this very same room with, you know, nearly the same people. And and I just want to announce to the world that the eggs that we get from this county are just Exceptional. <laughs> that's, this is ex- that's exciting. Good. <laughs> the winner this year is Miss Katie Allen Riley, Marengo County 4-H. And I also have in the room her 4-H foundational regional extension agent, Mrs. Beth Yates, whom you've spoken to in the past. All right. And um, and we also have Katie's mom here, uh, driver and chicken aficionado extraordinaire. 
So yes, I ha- I finally got about got to meet her about half an hour ago, and man, I don't know what it is in the water here in Marengo County, but these four acres are just really terrific when it comes to poultry, and it's oh, I'm excited to share to share with you um, what what has transpired. So for those of you who don't know. In the great state of Alabama, we have a contest where young people send in their eggs, their best dozen eggs for competition. And we judge them not only for their exterior traits, but we also crack open a randomly selected three eggs from the dozen. And we look at the interior quality and we do measurements. We do scientific measurements. And after that, we we look at the shells and we measure the shell thickness to see if that shell is likely to make it to market. Okay, so there's three parts to this contest. Um, Katie's eggs just stood out above the rest and just top scores. Um, Beautiful presentation on the eggs. You packed them correctly. Now we do, when we look in those eggs, we want to see that the pointy end of the egg is down in the egg carton so that they travel correctly and don't, you know, be extra jarred or damaged in the transport. But I think I'm going to turn things over to Miss Beth Yates because a part of this equation is a little family connection for her. Um, I'll let her tell you how the eggs got to us on campus. So take it away, Mrs. Beth Yates. Well, it's good to be here today. Um, my son actually goes to Auburn University, and he works in the 4-H office. So he was our exceptional egg delivery guy <laughs> to get all the way to campus. Um, he actually came home to vote and then left right after voting to head to Auburn to get there by 5 o'clock to meet the deadline. So he was Katie's uh, delivery service. But um, all around, he did a great job. He didn't feed. He didn't swerve. Those eggs were in great shape. He didn't get any tickets. That's good. (laughs) I was going to say, I can just hear the – uh, the 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 excuse when Alabama State Patrol pulls him over, uh, officer, I'm sorry, but I have a very special delivery. <laughs> These eggs have got to get to Auburn by 5 p.m. today. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, one of the things that we do, thank you, Beth. Um, one of the things that we do is um, when the eggs arrive. We, we give them a score sheet. And for folks, if, if this is new for you, all of our rules and our score sheets are on the Alabama 4-H Golden Egg Contest webpage on the Alabama 4-H website. And if you're not sure how we scored them, that score sheet's on there. And you can take a look on your own. And you'll see this is pretty rigorous. So I'm going to ask some questions of Katie here, who's a little nervous, but I think she'll be just fine. Katie. These chickens that laid these eggs, how many, and what breed, and uh, who's your favorite? Okay, so I have five hens overall. They're all bovin browns, and my favorite one is yes. be Violet. Yes, 
Yes, Bovins. Bovins Browns. I've got 135. That's the only breed we have here on the homestead, and we love them too. So I'm super excited. That was an unexpected surprise. I had no idea. Yay, Bovins Brown. And how did you get chickens? So Miss Beth told me about the contest, and I've had chickens in the past. And I was like, okay, so I want some more. <laughs> so, as we about the contest, we went and we bought some, and here I am. Did you ever participate in 4-H Chick Chain? Not yet. Not yet. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. So, how old are your chickens? My chickens are almost a year old. Well, that makes sense because of the size mm-hmm. of the shells, the freshness of the eggs, and the quality of the interiors that we saw was just superior. How many do you have? I have five hens. Really? You only have five hens? And you came out with such consistent eggs. I seriously thought somebody had to have 20 or more in order to to produce such... Okay, so like, you, you, had, you had to enter a dozen, which is 12 eggs. How did you collect these eggs and get them ready and get them consistent and how did you get that dozen prepared for entry so usually a day we'll get five and so a dozen let's see yeah that'll take two and a half days to get the amount of eggs and then we'll check them and we'll see if they're candled good and then we'll weigh them and then we'll make sure they're point down in the carton that way they don't break mm-hmm and then that's usually it. Tell folks what candling was like. What were you looking for? It was actually pretty fun. It's I like being in a dark room with a little light. That was fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just put the egg for the light, and you're looking for the yolk to move around, but then you're looking for the good airspace. You don't want the airspace to be too big or too small. Too, too small is okay. Too yeah. big is bad. Yes. Bad. Um, so when, when you candled, what did you use for your candling light? Let's see. That was <clears throat> Alice Moore. Oh, so you borrowed a candler from your county extension office. Very good. Now, Andy, for your listeners out there, um, there are, uh, different regions of Alabama, um, and each region has a 4-H agent who does food safety, mm-hmm. and all of them have been trained to to do egg candling, and all of them have a Speed King egg candler. And so um, Alice Moore, who's the um, egg exceptional food safety agent in our region here that we're currently in, she let Katie borrow the Speed King, and, man, that, it's an amazing candler. Mm-hmm. It gets hot, too, huh? Yes. Yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about how you collected your eggs and what process you do to keep them clean. Okay, so usually once I go down to my coop in the mornings, I'll collect the eggs, and then once I've collected all of them, I'll go back to my house, and if they're clean, We'll just maybe wipe them off a little bit, and then we'll put them in the refrigerator. Okay. So what do you collect them in, a muddy basket? No. What do you use? I use a little egg basket that's shaped like a hen. It's really Oh, I have one of those. (laughs) 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 Yes, ma'am. It's easy to clean, huh? Um, 
Well, when you have right. when you have 135 135 Bovins Browns layers, you use a five gallon bucket from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you um heard about the contest how did you prepare so mainly i got my mind straight uh-huh. and thought about it and thought how i was going to do it and then like i went down to my chicken coop and i just kind of sat there uh-huh. and then yeah. Did you have a conversation with your girl? Yes. Good. What did you do? I discussed with them that they needed to lay me some good eggs. Good. Good and very convincing speech. Ew. It was effective. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, what would you say to someone who wanted to follow in your footsteps? I would say they definitely need to think about the process. And then they would have to make sure their eggs were good and clean, and then just make sure they follow by all the rules. Okay. Did you did you learn about selecting the right eggs by any particular means? Yes. To, by selecting the right eggs, you have to make sure they don't have any calcium deposits. Okay. And then you have to make sure they're the same color. All right. And where did you learn all this? From the golden egg videos off of YouTube. Oh. Ah, yeah. Who, who told you about those videos? Miss Beth. Miss Beth, yep. And so did it take you a long time to go through those videos? And it actually took, I think, around a few minutes. It didn't take that long. And, you know, you one of the things we did a few years ago, Andy, is we put together – I think it's something like nine videos on how to do, how to select your best eggs and how to pack them correctly if you're going to ship them and all that good stuff. And those are on YouTube for anybody to watch. So if you, the average backyard chicken owner, um, would be interested in, you know, whether you're in Alabama or not, because this this program is growing nationally, all you have to do is ask your 4-H program to do the Golden Egg Contest and you know, they'll get a hold of me, and I can give them all the details. But um, you watch videos, and it really walks you through what a good set of eggs should look like and good examples and bad examples, which are great for comparison. Um, what was the hardest part of picking those eggs? The hardest part, I would say, would have to be weighing them to make sure they were all the same size to make sure you have enough because I was kind of worried that I wouldn't have enough because I had to make sure they were all the same weight. And I was, when we were looking through them, I was like, I am not going to have enough. And then we weighed them. I was like, I did. Surprising. (laughs) So, so in the rules, in the rules, I've got a question because of these things popping into my head. Um, So if you had two or three hens, You've got to the, – the rule state, you have to submit a dozen. So if you have just a, two or three hens and you, if you just submit six, that's disqualification. You have to submit 12. Is that correct? That's you, my first yes. question. Yes. Okay. And then – Okay. And then – Okay. 
Okay, great. And then my second question is, because uh, I, I she kind of answered my question. She was actually weighing them, inspecting them, weighing them before she put them in the carton to get to you guys. So she would at that point, for probably for the most part, know that there wasn't any uh, extreme, you know, I was going to say it. Did she pick the largest eggs out of her collection? But she apparently she, there's a weight guideline that she was looking at, which would then eliminate, which was my question, uh, would say one egg in the dozen, uh, could one egg in the dozen um, disqualify the entire submission? Or let's say there's a, a, a double yoker sneaks in. Is a double yoker a disqualification? And is that for the whole contest or just that one egg? So, Andy, with our contest, Katie had to enter her dozen a few days before she actually sent them to us. And when she entered her dozen, she had to enter them in a size category. Okay. And just like we do with the United States Department of Agriculture requirements, the dozen must weigh a minimum of a certain number of ounces. For those of you who are not familiar with that, 12 eggs, um, here's, here's the rule that I go by. If you've got a size large egg, a size large dozen, each egg needs to weigh two ounces. So that dozen will weigh 24 ounces minimum. And so, you know, you're at, you know, you can have slight variations in that dozen, but the whole dozen must weigh 24 ounces. And then you go up three ounces for each size that you go up. So it goes size large, then extra large. So 24 plus 3 is what, Andy? 24 plus 3, 27. So your extra large dozen is 27 ounces. After that, what's the next size up, Andy? After large, extra large, and then what, there's jumbo? Yes. Add 3 to 27, and your jumbo dozen should weigh what? 30. Yes, and it goes down the other direction, too. So what's the next size down from large, folks? See, large, medium, and then, I don't know, maybe small and peewee? Good job. And in between each of those, you decrease that, that 24 by 3. So that's how we teach our, our college students how to determine what the weight of the dozen would be. And so... How did you actually do the weighing at home, Katie? I had a digital scale, and then Miss Beth gave me a scale that was shaped like a chicken. It was really cool. <laughs> I've got one of those. Those are really cool. The egg scale, yep. The uh, chicken, yep. I've got one of those. So, my so so if you have bantams, you can enter the contest. It would just be you would enter into that size category. Correct. And we did have a couple of dozens that were size small and size peewee, and they could have won it. However, those eggs, I think, were packed upside down, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. Now, so, if, if there – Go ahead, Andy. If there happens to be – I'm all into these rules to make it – you know, this, wow, this is really competitive. Um so if there happened to be an egg that snuck in with some calcium deposits on it, or if there happened to be a double yoker, does that basically um, negate or uh, disqualify that, that entire dozen? Or is it just the three that y'all happen to randomly pick that y'all look at? Well, 
the double yoker would only be caught if we selected it during the breakout. Right. Um, the deposits would have been caught during the external evaluation portion because we have a mm-hmm. section on calcium deposits. So, uh, you know, we have we have poultry scientists looking through these eggs, um, e- evaluating them. You know, we use colorimeters for uniformity of color. Mm-hmm. We use all unit calculators to determine interior quality, and we use USDA grading. So, you know, a blood spot, we, we, a blood spot, for, or a meat spot that they that they may have seen candling, they would they would obviously, oh, there's a blood spot or there's a meat spot in there, so we're not going to put that one in there. We want the best one. So candling before you submit, obviously, is a good idea. Oh, yes. And lots of people, unfortunately, this year, a lot of people didn't watch the videos, and they submitted dirty eggs. And so that's mm-hmm. automatically, you know, you're mm-hmm. out, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yes, I think it was only three dozen eggs that um, – had meat spots of any size, and that's an automatic okay. five or ten point deduction if it's small or large. Okay. So, Sadie was doing everything right. Yeah. Um, if you enter, let, let's pretend you entered a size large dozen eggs, but you didn't weigh them, and they came in overweight or underweight there's an automatic 10-point deduction because we want young people to learn about accuracy in this contest. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have a digital scale or even a chicken-shaped scale, you know, you can always go down to your local grocery and ask them to weigh at the checkout counter how much your eggs weigh because they have a scale there. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also ask at the post office. They weigh in ounces as well. And so there are scales that people have access to to weigh their eggs, or you can just use a, a kitchen scale if you have one in the house. So all these things add up to a, a good result for Katie's case. Um, Katie, tell me about what you feed your chickens. Well, I feed them the, lay, the laying hen feed that I get from Tractor Supply, and they really enjoy it. And what uh, percent protein is it? Do you know? No, ma'am, I do not know. We'll check that out when we go to your farm. Because we haven't visited Katie's farm yet this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> we will. We will soon. Um, but, um, you know, how, do you, how did you know it was time to feed them the laying hen diet? Well, when they first laid their first egg, I noticed that the shell was kind of thin. And so I figured that they needed more protein in their in their diet their system, and so we bought the laying feed for them, and their eggs got way better. Yeah, there's an increased amount of calcium in the diet, which helps their eggshells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes them much happier. <laughs> um, tell me about your coop setup, since I haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, how did you get a coop, and how did you set it up, and, you know, do you have shavings? Do the gifts go outdoors? Tell me, tell me, tell me. It looks like a condo. Oh! And they have shavings on the inside of their floor, and then they have a big area they can come outside to. And where did you get this coop? My dad actually helped me build it. Really? How long did it take? Several days. <laughs> 
And how did you decide what design to build? I've always liked little cabins. Uh-huh. And so the front of it kind of looks like a cabin. It's got a front porch on it with rocking chairs. Oh, my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I cannot think Do the rocking chairs really rock? Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It even has a porch railing. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so your chicken. You said Violet was your favorite. Yes. Who, who's everyone else? You have Violet, Pecky, Blue Betty, Daisy, and Tiger. Tiger? <laughs> How did you name some of that? Pecky, when she was little, she used to peck everybody. Oh. And so we came up with Pecky for her. Blue Betty, one of her eyes was kind of blue when she was little. Let's see. Daisy, she just kind of looked like a flower. And then <laughs> Tiger was like really, she runs around like really fast and she's like always hunting for stuff. Let's see which one's this. Violet. Violet. Uh, she's always been the sweetest one. And she, she's got, like, a hint of purple to her. She's pretty. So she's got a little bit of a... a she looks sheen. purple to me. Nice. Man, the chickens are in good shape if you can see a sheen of color on their feathers. <laughs> so they're less... Well, no, they're one year old. How are they doing this winter? They're doing pretty good. Any any molting that you've Not seen? yet. No molting. Okay. What do you think you'll do when they start to molt? Are you going to collect feathers or are you just going to clean them out? I'm just going to clean them out. <laughs> <laughs> no feather artwork for other projects? No. Feather jewelry. Yeah, so many people with yeah. the feathers, when they go through a molt, they'll make jewelry out of them or artwork or all kinds of things. Yep. Beautiful masks for Halloween. She's yep. not telling you about the feathers we have ready in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are they chicken feathers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and where did they come from? Usually, like, they'll fly out of the coop and I'll see them on the I'm like, ooh. <laughs> They're really pretty. <laughs> um, so if you, if it were up to you, let's pretend you're an ambassador for Marengo County 4-H. And you get to go around, and on behalf of Miss Beth Yates here, you tell other young people about 4-H poultry programs, like the one that you just participated in. Give me your best sales pitch, like a one-paragraph sales pitch. Think about it. Let her think about it, and I'll go to commercial break. Give her a little bit of extra time. Sure. Okay, Thanks, we'll Andy. go to commercial. Yep, you bet, and, and be thinking about that. I want to hear this when we uh, when we come back. Uh, so, folks, uh, we are talking with Katie, who is the uh, Golden Egg, Alabama's Golden Egg uh, Award winner. And if you're just tuning in, you can tune back. This will be um, put into a podcast. You'll be able to listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, right after this show ends in podcast form. We're going to go to a short commercial break, and we'll be back with more. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. 
They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. Alrighty, folks. Thank you very much for staying with us. I want to share a couple more things talking about stocking stuffers. We heard from uh, during that commercial break GQF and everybody on the planet, I think, is familiar with the uh, styrofoam type incubators. But with GQF, uh, one of the best things that they make is the GQF Universal brooder box and if you do brooding a lot it makes brooding a breeze it is absolutely fantastic i've done countless videos on the thing and it is amazing you will save time and money both with bedding and with your time and cleanup and it's just an amazing thing go check it out at gqf um manufacturing the universal brooder box we also heard from strombergs which has really there's not a whole whole lot of places after um uh, let's see, who was it? It was uh, Randall Berkey. And, and when, when they kind of went specializing in treats, um, you know, Stromberg's now is the place to go for uh, a huge, huge, huge selection 
of uh, poultry supplies from, you know, nest boxes to brooders to incubators. And they carry the GQF and I think the Brincy as well. But Stromberg's um, just a, a ton of stuff uh, there as well. I want to talk to you a little bit also about another great stocking stuffer because it would fit right down in the stocking uh, absolutely perfectly. And that would be a couple of things. One, uh, Carefree Enzymes. They make an array of products for your backyard flock. They make the uh, 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 scaly mite protector. They make a poultry protector for, for other mites. They have a water protector. They have a coop cleaner. All kinds of stuff in little bottles that will fit right down into that stocking stuffer for the chicken lover in your life. You can check them out at carefreeenzymes.com. Uh, and then uh, one product we're really proud of because we did a, we're very instrumental in doing some testing here on the homestead, like we always do. In fact, I just got, uh, I got to do a mail call video here uh, later today or tomorrow uh, about some new product we got that we're going to be testing here on the homestead with a backyard poultry company. Um, but also is the uh, Chick Fresh, Chick Fresh Odor Control. Absolutely superb for brooders, great for your coops, but also everything else. I spray Every time I change the garbage can liner out in my kitchen, I spray some of this uh, Chick Fresh down in there because it is fabulous. And so those come in little bottles and concentrate. You can fit right down there into the uh, stocking. And then, of course, if you have somebody who has chickens and they're looking at expanding into ducks, of course, there's Metzer Farms. Uh, and they specialize in all kinds of breeds of ducks. They're out in California. John Metzger is a fantastic gentleman, and uh, they're, they may be one of the largest duck providers in the country. Uh, you can check them out if you're interested in waterfowl or, uh, or ducks. And then also, I'm very excited to say that uh, we've got one more trial for our odor control shavings from American Wood Fibers. And uh, we've been working with them now for at least two years, probably closer to three years, uh, testing and retesting a different, uh, they've been trying to perfect these odor control shavings for at least since I've been associated with them for three years, AWF, American Wood Fibers, um, you can find their products. They even sell their their, their shavings and bags that and I was so surprised at um, uh, Ingles. I was shopping in Ingles one day, and I turned around. I was sitting there at the uh, checkout, and I look over. There's a, there's a stack of, of big bales of cedar shavings in Ingles. So I said, hey, that's a sponsor. Uh, but, but we're really excited. We just did a huge study. Um, and then uh, and tried them out, and then we're going to do one more. They're shipping me another big uh, pallet of their odor control shaving, so we're hoping they'll be released uh, in 2021, uh, an odor control shaving. We, you can go back and look at our Facebook videos. We've done a really, really long time uh, studies here on the homestead about the odor control shavings. We're excited for them to finally become on the market with American Wood Fibers. Exciting. All right, let's get back over here to the phone lines. We are talking with Katie and Dr. McRae and uh, the uh, Golden Egg Award winner over in Alabama, and she's been working on uh, something to uh, share with everybody. Uh, let's hear it. Ha she's been practicing. It's, it's, it's going to be it's gonna, I'm, I'm anxious to hear it. Well, I'm going to turn things over because we asked Katie if she, would, if she would think of something, just a few lines to say to someone who is interested in doing the contest that she's done in 4-H. What would you tell them? Oh, wait, you go, Katie. It's definitely an excellent way to learn responsibility, and it just helps with your overall love for animals. It's definitely a good one. All right. I like it. Oh, <laughs> yes, the 4-H program does certainly want to create not only an appreciation and a love for animals, but everyone knows, and you've got two kids yourself, Andy, responsibility is a key component of growing up. So 
like I I don't know. I think I think Caleb and Lily, your two, they have responsibilities around the farm, don't they? Yes, they do. In fact, I was sitting here during the show. I was looking right into the kitchen, and my uh, seven-year-old daughter was washing eggs. So we, we and Mama said, "Okay, it's egg, it's egg day." So she was in there washing her portion of the eggs. My son Caleb, who's nine, he'll have to go in uh, in a few minutes and wash his basket of eggs. As we hear, we've got you know no shortage of uh, shortage of eggs. But I want to tell Katie something. You said earlier in the show uh, when you did, when you uh, decided to enter this contest. Uh, you made one particular comment. You said you went down to the coop. You sat there. You said you got your head together. You got your head right. And uh, that, that's amazing because I'm 51, and I'm still trying to work on getting my head right and my head together. So <laughs> so kudos to you and uh, at your age for, hey, you know, sitting there and, and getting your head right because I'm still working on that one. <laughs> hey, Andy, let's ask Mrs. Yates to see what she thinks one of the key and best parts of of you know the the contest and and chicken owning is and what advice she could share to others who might be interested take it away miss yates well one of the big projects we do in alabama is the chick chain project where the youth will sign up and they'll get in our case 10 baby chicks they'll pick them up in may that they raise throughout the summer and we visit their homes and, and they have to follow biosecurity rules, which is a big deal. Um, we teach them everything they need to know to raise their chicks. And um, we visit and um, fill out a questionnaire and interview them about their project. And then it ends up with a show where they actually show their chickens to a judge and we have prizes and an auction where they can actually mm-hmm. recoup some of their money <laughs> for their project. Um, recoup. So that's a <laughs> recoup thing. some yeah, of their money. That. Um, <laughs> that's a great project we do here, and we're about to start promoting for that, and I think Katie's going to be on board for that project. But 4-H teaches so much responsibility, and, you know, and it's a family thing, too. Um, the families enjoy, like, building the coop together and, Coming to the show, we have grandparents here and aunts and uncles, and it's a really good experience for the whole family, not just the 4-H youth. And then they get to eat eggs. Yeah, then they can start their little business where they can sell their eggs. And uh, we talk about that, too, how they can actually sell their chickens. Sometimes, you know, the chickens are about six months old when we do the show. Sometimes if they don't want to continue the project, they might even sell those hens because they're starting to lay, and a lot of people want chickens mm-hmm. that are that age. So they can make a little business out of it. There are people throughout the state who that's their summertime business is they sell started pullets. And then we have had one young person in 4-H who started a business and is earning money for college selling eggs through her 4-H chickens. Um, I think she charges $6 a dozen, and that's a great way to, uh, and she has several chickens. Um, it's a great way to start a business and learn enterprise and money management skills. And that's one of the things that we want our young people feeling capable of, is not only understanding their chickens and loving them and feeling responsible for them, but seeing that there could be a future in this for them. So, Katie, before we got on to the radio, I was telling you about certain programs that could lead to college. 
what were some of the things that I was telling you about that college could do for you with regards to poultry science? So you said that it could give me a scholarship and that I would always, like, most likely have a job, and then it would definitely help me without the rest of my life. So, yeah, a good income, potentially, yeah. And do you have to have chickens to do so, something in the poultry science career? No, no. So, you know, we, we do try to, to share good information about careers um, and expose our young people to the options that exist career-wise um, or at least what options exist um, college-wise if there should be an interest in such. And that's, you know, you know, we leave the decision-making up to the young person to see where they want life to take them, but we can certainly facilitate their adventure. Do you have other questions for us, Andy? No, I just want to let everybody know that I was ecstatic when I heard about this excellent opportunity to interview this exceptional young lady who happens to be a chicken tender. Nice. <laughs> nice. That was really well done. You just yelled at <laughs> that was a great yoke, wasn't it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hey, just remember, when you head out to her farm later after the show, take lots of pictures because this will be, if it pans out, this will be the first um, uh, of its kind where we actually feature uh, this contest and the winner, the young lady, in Chicken Whisper magazine for the spring issue. So I'm really excited about that. This is going to be great. Yes, and you know what, Andy? After folks have had a chance to listen to Katie and describe this coop, I'm excited to show her coop and her off to all your readers. And how many readers do you have, Andy, for your magazine? Approximately. Oh, wow. There's, um, I know that we have probably over 10,000, I think, print subscribers, but we literally, the digital edition goes out to over 200,000. Um, so over 10,000 who actually subscribe to the print edition, and then over 200,000 gets it in their email box for them to actually open and read. So absolutely a lot. And then this podcast will end up getting probably close to between 20 and 30,000 listens or downloads. So there you go. <laughs> so listeners, you have got to crack open your next Chicken Whisper magazine and look for Katie and see what advice she can share with you. And I don't know, Andy, maybe I should open this contest up to the backyard flock owners nationwide. We'll call it something different, but we could see if we could find our the nation's best backyard flock dozen. I'll that would be great. Of- <laughs> that, that opens up. That opens up. That opens up two more questions, and you know you've known me a long time. So, But first question is a little legitimate. The second question, not so much. But the first one is, if we did that, because I was thinking, wow, I could, you know, we, you know, Caleb and Lily being, you know, nine and seven, they'd love to participate. But, you know, we're over here in Georgia. I don't think they do it over here in this state, unfortunately. But, you know, um, if someone should – in all of your years of doing this, Dr. McRae, what, what – there's – I guess there's got to be a little bit of disadvantage from those who would mail their, regardless of how they packaged them, maybe the jostling around 
and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, mailing mailing them versus driving them to you. There's there's got to be some uh, detrimental factors to those eggs that are mailed versus hand delivered. So we had two entries this year that were mailed, and both of them arrived cracked. Um, mm. And so. Essentially, what you would have to do is take that kind of gray-colored foam, cut holes into it. Yeah. Stick your eggs in there as if you were shipping eggs for hatching, not, you know, competition eggs. But mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the job thing, and, you know, egg cartons are great, but, you know, the U.S. Postal Service really mm-hmm. does a number. So you really I have, have to a- a friend of mine who ships hatching eggs all over the country down from Florida, and, and this may help or may not, she, she seems to, it might, for some people who care about their job, may, you know, encourage them. But on the outside, she just, uh, in big letters on all sides of the box, uh, uh, writes, live embryos. <laughs> so you don't really know what you've got there. So it's kind of like, okay, so that's what she puts on, on her, live embryos. And so maybe that yep. would encourage maybe somebody to, take a little bit more care with that and then my last question but kind of sarcastic but not really because i guess you know with, there's so many different walks of life and people out there have you ever noticed in all your years of doing this where someone submitted store-bought eggs i'm going to go up here to the Publix or the kroger uh, or the winn dixie and i'm going to buy me a, a a dozen brown you know eight dollar a dozen free range you know whatever you know uh brand of eggs and I'm going to mail them to Auburn. I'm going to try to trick them, or I'm going to see if these are going to win. Have you ever had anybody do that? And if they did, I would assume, based on maybe the age of those eggs and the fact they've already been, you know, maybe refrigerated, I don't know. Would that would that be something that you could definitely tell, some, raise some eyebrows, or, one, you know, they might sneak through? I've got to ask that question. <laughs> We've never had anybody try it, Andy, but I okay. will let you know. That um, we do have people who who use recycled egg cartons, and that's completely legitimate. Okay. Um, but then we also have people who put their own farm stamp on egg cartons that they purchase. So there's all different kinds of cartons out there, and so <laughs> some are some are new, some are recycled. But no, we've never had store bought entries. Good deal. Um, so let's go. <laughs> You know, I had to ask that question. That that would probably only pop into my mind. See, see, Katie, it's you know, I'm still trying to get my mind together and get my mind right, and I'm here, I'm here during this con- legitimate contest, and I'm sitting there thinking maybe if I go buy a dozen eggs, I could enter them and see what happens. So I'm still, as you can see, I'm still trying to get my mind right. You've already accomplished that. So uh, thank you all for coming on the show today. What a fun show. I love these, and we try to do this every year with Dr. McRae. And uh, congratulations, Katie. That That is a top honor to be proud of, all your hard work. And I look forward to seeing all the great pictures um, of your farm and uh, and getting this article done for the spring issue. This is going to be fabulous. And Thank you all that's in the room there. I didn't catch all your names. I think there's the uh, extension agent and mom and everybody there. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. It was a great one. And Andy, we will be yes. sure to add pictures of all the prizes that Katie wins because I haven't mentioned that. Ah. And so, readers, readers, if, uh, listeners, if you want to know all the cool stuff that Katie won, you're going to have to read the article because let me tell yeah. you, it's some good. <laughs> well, Thank you, and Andy. I'm going to. 
I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna pull this out of my bag of tricks because every single time in the last decade that you've been on the show, Doctor McRae, and you've mentioned prizes, there's still I don't know if I've heard one that could top from the original Cooptastic up in Delaware, the solid ten pound chocolate chicken or whatever it was. These things were just absolutely huge solid chocolate chickens, and um. I will never forget that as long as I, because I, I, I sat there and drooled over that the entire time I was at your event. I was sitting there looking at this this mammoth, huge chocolate solid chicken, and I'm thinking that's the most valuable prize right here on this whole table. And so uh, I would love to, yeah. That, uh, when I'm reading the magazine, because I won't know until I read the magazine either. Hopefully, in the under the list of prizes, it'll make me all warm and fuzzy inside to see ten pound solid chocolate chicken. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Well, thank you very much, guys, for uh, for coming on the show. It, it was a fabulous show, and uh, we look forward to the article. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, folks, I really hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. It was fun. It gives you that warm and fuzzy feeling inside, and to see that, that you know the kids coming up and raising these chickens and all the benefits of doing that from responsibility to, you know, um, you know, math and science and all, everything you can teach everything uh on on the farm and it's with with chickens you got to count the eggs you weigh the eggs all the science involved that they can learn from this and then personal satisfaction which is awesome so before we end the show with of course our theme song i'm going to throw one more of these out for you guys here let me see which one do i want to do let's try this one Thanks for tuning in today. This has been Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling, with your host, Andy Schneider. For more information, find us on the web at chickenwhisperer.com, on Facebook by typing in The Chicken Whisperer, on Twitter at Backyard Poultry, and on Instagram at The Real Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.